and you know, I think that's why that's why we make a good uh, podcast here. I'm the fun one. <laughs> You're the one who reminds us of. I'll, I'll bring everything down. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host, my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 112. 112. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about the Montreal win, get the first victory under our belt. Philadelphia Union undefeated in 2022. Knock on wood. Um, then we'll talk about... Shoot, media mayhem's going on as we speak. Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, all the drama happening and how it relates to your Philadelphia Union. And we'll preview the San Jose game. And we'll go down a little bit of memory lane. So uh, we we just got to say thanks for listening tonight. Um, Good luck. Make it as long as you can, and we appreciate you. All right. Luke, neither of us were at this game um, because it was in Montreal. Yeah. And it was played on, on carpet. It was like it the like. same kind of carpet that would be like used at Kirkwood Indoor facility. Oh, classic. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun times. Fun times, fun times. Um, they cut it in a bunch of squares. It was very weird, looked miserable, uh, sounded miserable. Um, but hey, we got the win, came from behind. Uh, first big thing to start chronologically, the lineup has Harriel over Baizo. What do you think about that? Do you think it's the right call? Um, what do you grade on Curtin's choice to do that? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with it. I Curtin afterwards said that it was a call based on performance, and he wanted to like set that that tone for the whole team that that's that could happen to anyone. But I liked it, and I, I think Harriel is ready to to get these kind of starts. Um, if not for the whole season for like spot starts like this when when he need he's needed, and he she showed well, and I it seemed like the right call for Kern to make for this game. So I, I, I yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're Harriel guys. So we're, we're excited to see him. And um, I think he had a, had a pretty good, uh, good, good start. Any, what, what was your take on him? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I try to make a joke about being Harriel guys, Harry guys. I'm growing my beard. So I'm Harry anyway. Um, and you got his Jersey. So yeah. uh, great call on that one. I, I think the- I know whose Jersey I'm going to get. Um, nice. So I can announce that this pod if you want. Um, I thought I thought he played great. He had a tough matchup against Lapalainen, who yeah. I remember being he's always been like a crafty winger mm-hmm. um, who's who's caused some problems. And uh, first of all, I want I think Jim I think showed some growth in actually benching and changing a player based yeah. on performance because mm-hmm. I don't think that's something we've really seen too much in the past. Right. Uh, Lord knows we've seen some players go through some bad stretches and Jim just sticks with his guys and sticks with his guys and sticks with his guys. And it's just like, okay, like, okay, this guy's not playing well. He's in a bad run of form and you're just sticking with him. And uh, mm-hmm. Grant, this, he, he pulled the trigger fast on this one. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but when you have a homegrown like that, I feel like it's always, a little bit easier because everyone loves the homegrown. So it's like, I don't know. And, um, and he said that Harriel was 
really close to to Baizo and like their competition for for that position. So it, I think with Kurt it being that they were so close in in performance that it was easy to, to make that switch. But it is interesting. I feel like with Curtin, every year we see like a new little wrinkle he adds to his coaching repertoire or whatever. It was like changing, you know, going from like sticking with one formation to changing to like being a little more flexible to like being a little bit flexible with subs. And now he's being more flexible with like a starting lineup in these positions. So it's cool to see like Curtin's evolution each year. We can kind of see a new thing he adds. So maybe this is this year's wrinkle is being a little more uh, aggressive with performance and starting basic off of that yeah uh if you're a player though you gotta be a little bit nervous that uh Bizo maybe had one not stellar performance and then all of a sudden bam you're benched and i think it also like i mean end of last year like he was he had some nerf performances so maybe maybe there is more than just this one game factoring into it yeah yeah and it's probably it probably honestly probably speaks more towards Harold being so strong yeah because let's let's talk about him um and the positive is he he played awesome did well in his matchup obviously the goal was a fluke off of his foot he yeah, played tough he played the rotation right and all um it was just yeah it was just a fluke goal mm-hmm. i think he he showed great balance in his one-on-ones with a uh, guy dribbling at him he never like really overcommitted or anything he kept his feet moving um low what is it low uh center of gravity and all so mm-hmm. I, I was impressed with that and also he he was reading balls coming out of their back and he was intercepting some some plays and stopping their attack early uh whether it's with his head or reading a pass and starting our attack early i was i was very impressed with his ability to um see the game uh from his spot so yeah um yeah, I'm going to tag him right now. I'm just going to tag him right now because I don't want you to take him. He's going to be my union best, so I'm oh, taking him. Darn. Um, All right, fair. So, yeah, let's, let's go on. We talked the goal is unfortunate, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then we get into the second half, and, man, we uh, – that was a roller coaster. There was, there was a few, like, 10 minutes. Bam, that was a roller coaster. Yeah. That second Montreal goal, that was one where we're texting each other uh, – I mean, you were partying, but uh, me and dad were texting and like, what in the world happened? Jordy Mihailovic, who's got too many J's in his first name that you don't hear, um, uh, just dribbles right through the middle of the field. And, and our defenders are all just marking and thinking they're going to like have to run. And then all of a sudden he's in on goal and Jason scores. It was like the most embarrassing. It, it would have been an all-time bad union goal to give up. Like no doubt about it a guy just makes a 30-yard dribble through the middle of the field where we're supposed to be super strong at two center backs who were touting as the top center back duo in the league and and he just runs right between them without getting challenged and uh just plays it past the keepers like what the crap yeah but it was that was just frustrating and concerning seeing how soft that was but yeah go ahead keep going yeah so thankfully the soccer gods decided to give us a var call um Carranza got fouled on the play um and we'll get to Carranza in a minute and uh then the the momentum is just like completely swings the other way beautifully you called this a bedoya goal mm-hmm. you called a 2-1 victory for the union shout out to you because that's you early. yeah um but it, it's a classic Bedoya. We need a goal. He he steps up. Steps up. Boom. Yep. 
you know, Santos does well to keep that ball alive. And uh, that's, that's just what you – it's throw the ball into the mixer, good things will happen, as they say. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously we score again. That, that second goal, though, that was a nice little piece of work. Yeah, it was Wagner, pretty. Yeah, Wagner, nice touch on that ball. Carranza, even a nicer touch. And then I feel like um, under-highlighted was Gazdag's control finish. Like, mm-hmm. it was a very clean, close touch. He's got defenders on both sides of him, the goalkeeper in front of him, and he's closing in on the goal quickly. Like, you don't have time to line anything up. And, um, yeah, yeah, that was that was it, one of the best plays in, like, recent Union memory. Yeah, it was, like, composure in class from, like, everyone involved, and it was just, yeah, nice execution of everything. That was enjoyable. Yeah, and those are three players who you really need stepping up and playing and doing good things, so it's really cool to see those three particular guys showcasing their abilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then it got a little little dicey with the Carranza second yellow. Uh, and then we had, so we had to close out the game with 10 men. But, I mean, they, they figured it out. It wasn't the, the prettiest of ending or closing of games, but they, they, they figured it out. And um, it's unfortunate for Kronza because he he did have a good game. But uh, I, I don't know. The, the second yellow was a little felt a little soft to me. Did, what, what was your take? Um, I mean, I, th- I think it was a yellow. Uh it's easy to say, like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't really care right now. Um, right. Yeah, sure. Because we got the win and they held on. If we had given up the 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 win to a tie or a loss, maybe I'd be a different way. But um, really, in the big scheme of things, I was just really happy to see Carranza have what I thought was a great game. I thought he was very well involved in uh, all aspects of the game. Um, I thought he... I mean, he got the ball on his feet. He drew defenders in. He drew two separate yellow cards in the first half. Um, he was the one who got fouled uh, on the VAR that took back the Montreal second goal. Mm-hmm. Obviously had the assist on our game-winning goal. Um, but I just felt like watching him was like doing similar things that Cas- we would see Casper do, but kind of just in a more technical better way like mm-hmm. some of the stuff he was doing reminded me of casper like coming into the midfield and gathering the ball as a forward um but just i, I don't know and again i said this last time when uh i said like whatever our forwards do this year they're going to get a longer leash and more leeway and so maybe i'm seeing it through those rose colored glasses but um really enjoyed Carranza's play on the night yeah 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 i don't i don't think we're being like easy on them because yeah, like you said, he was involved with a lot and a pr- pretty crucial player in this game. So I, I think it's cool to see him clicking this this quickly and and, and getting that kind of chemistry with Gazdog and and other guys. Like it's it's really promising to see this early in the game in the season. Yeah, ooh, uh, came in. What a debut! Yeah, almost. Um, dude looks fast. Yeah, uh, it's nice. <laughs> It was nice seeing that we only had ten men on the field, and yet we uh, still put him on in on goal on a couple chances. Um, yeah, it's I'm, was, it just yeah. Go ahead. No, I, yeah, I, I would just kind of reiterate your point. Like it's, it, I don't think we've had that kind of 
ease in a striker to get behind a defense that that nicely. Like I feel like Santos has that has that ability, but struggles to to put it together a lot. But like seeing your you uh, uh just come in and immediately get behind the defense and create some chances, it was ex- exciting to see. And you know, obviously he didn't score, but seeing just how how easy that was for him and, and knowing how much he has scored for in in uh in the Danish league, uh, I, it it feels like the goals will come from those kind of changes with with more time with them. So maybe with him, we'll, that you know, it was a, a, a little cameo, but we we can give it that little bit of leash for him that that we can believe that the goals will come from from him. Yeah, um, and one thing I was thinking between him and Carranza, and I don't know if this comparison's uh, true, real, or um, smart, but I'm gonna say it. So like Carranza had a great chance in the first half. Uh, ball played over the top is like a combination of Santos Bedoya bringing it down, laying it off. Carranza's in, and he took a shot that was like it was at a good angle back at the post, the far post, but it was at that height that's too easy for keepers to get, you know, like mid mm-hmm. middle of the body, waist high, where it's easy for a keeper to dive and make that save. Yeah. Um, whereas if he had put it lower or higher, it would have created something definitely tougher for the keeper even at that same angle one thing i was thinking about ua which might show that he might be higher caliber i'm not sure it's too early this it's too no we don't really have a sample size but um with his two chances despite neither of them going in he kept them both low at a spot that's harder for the keeper to save Mm -hmm. whereas if he had put them like waist high i would have like put it in the same category as the carranza shot but like um yeah, I just I just thought there might be something there, like Ua might be a little more clinical on the finish. Yeah, no, yeah. I see what you're saying. There. So, mm. uh, granted, neither of them scored, uh, but um, yeah, but, I, but, but they were nice chances that we that we saw way way less frequently from from our guys last year. So right, yeah, yeah. All in all, yeah, I think we're. We're excited. Um, it's a shame that the two can't start together this weekend because Carranza did get the second yellow, but mm-hmm. it also might be better for the team as a whole not to throw out two brand new forwards and still have a familiar piece up top with a new forward. Yeah. Um, yep. So, so yeah, I mean, I uh, now with Ua starting, do you think you still go Santos or do you go Burke? I, yeah, I don't know because. Santos does have the speed, so maybe two guys with speed. I don't know if that's that. I feel like Karen usually likes to go with size and speed, like one one of each. So maybe it's it's Burke, but I mean I don't know. Like he always seems like a, a big dude too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, he's he's kind of got both. Um, but I don't know. I think it's either way. It's 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 going to be effective, and it's like a new look for Eula. So it's it's really just getting him familiar with anyone is, is going to be fine. And, and he doesn't have really have the chemistry with either yet at this point. So like, I don't think there's really going to be much difference e- either way you go. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, both of them have gotten a start so far in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't maybe, know if we maybe, really maybe what's... Burke's fresher. Cause he, he didn't have to go up to Montreal and, and shouts to him. He hasn't, he, he was, it was because he uh, has a newborn kid. So that's cool. Um, yeah. but maybe he's, he's fresher. So maybe Karen goes with him. Yeah. And, and you know, now that he's got that newborn kid, I mean, that's always an exciting thing. Gives you an extra burst of energy. Um, you'll never know about that, but man, nope. there was like 
uh, an hour after my son was born where I was just like full of energy. And then I was just full, fully exhausted for the rest of my life. But well, man, well, you I... catch <laughs> you caught me that hour, man. I was like, let's go. Come on world. I got dad strength, but, uh, I mean, yeah, no, it wears all fast. So um, unfortunately this game is, is not an hour after the birth, but, uh, hopefully that somewhat relates to Burke. Yeah. And I, I don't know the math behind it all in science <laughs> and all, but you know, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's get to Union Best, Union Worst. We'll yeah. take a break. I, I already tabbed my guy. Yeah, you got Ariel. Guy, Ariel as, as my best. I was just, oh, love it, love it, love it. All right, give me a best who you got. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Kronza. I feel like we've we've spoken so highly of him that it, it would, wouldn't make sense to go with anyone else. So, yeah, go with Kronza. Easy pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as I'm thinking of worst, uh, it brings me to another thought real quick on this game. And we're not, then we'll get to our worst. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Oh, like not that Baizo would be my worst, but uh, he didn't exactly show great in there um, when he did come in. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I don't want to beat, beat on the guy because I've, I've been a Baizo fan. Um, but what did you think of him coming into the game rather than Stu Finley? Yeah. That was interesting. Cause he also like, played more forward right right so that that was that was kind of weird but maybe that helps like not change up the formation a lot and like keeping you know the same back four like in the same positions and that's like rather than like changing that up just to to throw another guy in there and that maybe that that stability is is a better way a safer way to go um but yeah i don't know i feel like abizo isn't really a guy to bring into like lock down a defense because that's kind of his flaw in his game is is his defensive you know abilities so i yeah I, I thought it was kind of a strange peak tr- strange pick because you could even like you could have brought in Stu and then maybe moved elliot up to like be another number six and maybe that that would still like keep kind of like your formation and disrupt your back line less while bringing in another defender so i, I thought it was interesting but I, but maybe it was for credit to curtain to like keep Bizo's head in the right space to, to not like bench him and not use him and maybe keep getting him in the game keeps him keeps him kind of engaged so i don't know, maybe it was like a, a kind of a player management kind of move from curtain my man that's exactly what i was thinking uh, yep yep and i think i think a guy like Bizo, you want to keep keeping good graces because he's shown so well for the union and um like he gave you such a good year last year uh that you don't want him just falling off a cliff and and you don't know where harry being a young dude how long he's gonna keep good form and all that so you sure. yeah you definitely gotta keep Bizo and in good uh a good mindset yeah. um all right so union worst did you have one oh i'm gonna go with elliot i feel like from that mihailovich goal he was the guy that stood out that i really wanted him to step in and, and stop that run um i know other the other guys were were around that that play as well but he, he's the one that in my mind was the guy that could have just easily stopped that um so i'll go with elliot yeah, that's a that's a fair call. Fair call. Can I call uh, Montero for this? Uh, <laughs> no, he might, he might be best. We'll see how this weekend goes. Um, nah, I'll go. I don't really. I honestly don't really have one. I mean, yeah. I guess I didn't see much from Santos. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Just, just you know, I saw a little more from our other new forward. So, if if you're gun to my head, making me choose one, I guess I'll say that name. There you go. Yes, but uh, 
yeah yeah excited to get a win you undefeated um we'll take a break here after the break we i got i got some breaking news from uh media mayhem so uh yeah come back at, uh, well by the time you're listening to this and you've probably scrolled through twitter you probably know but come back after this Julian Gressel and Fabian Herbert, and this is the <laughs> Soccer Podcast. Just kidding. Hey, DP Brothers Podcast, presented by the Brother Game. Blah, blah, blah. Breaking news, breaking news. You heard it here first, or you saw it on Twitter, or you don't care. Um, Media Mayhem was held tonight. Uh, Luke, you were there. Yeah. Uh, before we announce who, who the grand champion and our best friend is, uh, tell, tell me about the night at the Union Stadium and what it's for and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, a lot of media members uh, play in a FIFA tournament, and they all play for a, a charity of their choice. Um, so we had uh, Brother of the Game was represented by our, our buddy Zach Richmond, who was playing for Starfinder. Um, and it, yeah, it's it just it's a cool event. It was held in there a the little the new esports hub, which is a cool spot that's like open to fans during Union games. It's like a cool thing just to like check out whenever you're in the stadium. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. Saw a bunch of you know guys we knew, so guys from uh, Sporting Serotonin, our my soccer team that that's Zach's part of. A lot of a lot of Union podcasts are part of that. Uh, Paul Cortina started, and it's it's a real real cool team. Um, so it, it was just a fun night. I had to leave a little early to to do this, so I didn't get to watch the the winning or the the championship round. But uh, seems like we 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 have a winner. We have a winner. It is uh. My best friend and the the brother I always wish I had, Mr. Zach Richmond. Congratulations, my friend. Um, dude, uh, I if if I knew how to get him to call in right now, I would <laughs> have him do that. But he just sent me a picture of him with the giant check um, for Starfinder presented by Independence Blue Cross. Hey, so shout out. Uh, I know Matt Ralph is a big fan of BCBS. Um, anyway, so yeah, congrats, Zach. I know you're a loyal listener and uh, a good friend. And uh, yeah, looking forward to trading you for some shoes. All right, so um, cool. Moving on. Uh, big, big news dropped today. Uh, and this might catch you guys all left field, um, but Carson Wentz was traded from the Indianapolis Colts to your Washington red. No football. No commanders, Washington commanders. So Luke, who is the Carson Wentz of MLS Philadelphia union world? So I, the best comparison I can make off the top of my head is, is if is Casper, like we sold him or you know traded him to to Chicago but if we if he like got sent to like DC United or like Red Bulls like a like a close rival that would be like the Carson Wentz um equivalent in my mind mm-hmm. i feel like that's the closest one because Casper had a bit of a split uh, opinion from the fans mm-hmm. so moving him like made made some people happy made some other people not but uh, i think uh I think that's probably the best comparison I can think of it. it yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I threw that at you 
right before we got on, you threw that name out there, and I was very impressed with uh, how quick and how accurate that uh, representation is. Mm -hmm. So other big news in the Philadelphia sporting world is Ben Simmons is coming back to Philadelphia on Thursday while you're listening to this, or maybe last night if you're listening on Friday. Um, he will be sitting on the bench. And so Lucas Pucas, who is the Ben Simmons of Philadelphia Union world? I mean, that would be... Uh, and, it, and it, you know, not not the exact comparison, but that would be like if Montero. No, I, I need you to give me an exact comparison. Well, I do. I'll do my best, but it it would be if Montero came to the game this Saturday and sat on the bench. It's again not the same comparison, but it's it's you know a guy that again has a lot of uh, uh maybe less split opinions on him. Montero was was still liked as a player, even though like off the field maybe he wasn't as interested in playing with the union and all, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think, yeah, if, if Montero came to made the trip all the way to Philly from San Jose to sit on the bench, I think that would be the, the, the comparison. That's, that's actually uh, better than I expected. Yeah. And so, yeah, things were really handed to you on a silver platter with those two guys being go. the most recent transfers out. But Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that works out. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and so do you think Ben Simmons should sit on the San Jose bench and Montero sit on the Nets bench. I mean, that probably sounds best for all parties. I think, right. yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's what we should do, mm -hmm. I think. And Carson Wentz should uh, play for the Capitals. There you go. And uh, baseball week. is dead. So, <laughs> last week we uh, had an exciting segment about who should bang the big drum next. Um, and uh, I, I think today we found out who's going to be banging the big drum next because Mr. El Sino retired, and uh, Saturday is going to be an ode to El Sino. So congrats to El Sino, huge friend of the pod, uh, constant listener, calls in all the time, despite <laughs> us not having a call in line. Um, yeah, so he'll be, he'll be banging the drum on... Saturday night in the cold. Uh, give me, give me some of your favorite El Sino moments. Let's let's go down that road. Let's have some fun here. Let's I mean, try some fun. Are you gonna have fun? I'm not. Let's you do it. Try. Let's let's try our best to have fun. You know. Um, I mean, the Red Bull game was. It's like kind of an iconic Union, um, Union El Sino game, and isn't that's the one that the added time bracelets is based off of, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, so that's the, it's that game was so so big, so exciting that a bracelet was made off of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I I am happy to say, despite living in Virginia, me and my wife were both at that game. So, uh, yeah, 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 you and you had the seats right in front of that that corner, right? Absolutely, oh, section yeah. one hundred three. We were right there. We had an amazing view of El Senior doing El Senior things. Yeah, that, um, was, that was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. also my another one. Uh, would be Ilsino's snake and then goal around Schweinsteiger. Yep, that was that that goal. Still, it's just such a smooth move and an awesome finish. That that one that's an awesome highlight. What what? But tell me some, any of yours if if I didn't take them. No, I mean those, those are those are my two main ones because uh like the Ilsino game, my wife could barely complain about being there. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, the the Schweiny the Schweiny snake was yeah. was awesome. Yeah, but, uh, he's yeah, he's, he's he's like a gonna be a like a 
a, you know, a union folk hero. And, and it's and for good reason. He was, he was such a highlight reel and it was, he was an exciting guy to watch. So it's a bummer that his, uh, his career is over, but you know, he's, he's still what, like playing video games and people can interact with him there. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. I Let's was, I like almost expected him to show up at media mayhem night because it, it felt like the right, right event for him, but maybe he was busy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he's, uh, my phone's blowing up. He's just at home trying to dial in. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So you mentioned folk heroes of union lore. Give me, give me, let's go. Let's go through five. Let's come up with five union folk heroes. All right. Um, first one, I feel like Danny Califf. Dan Califf, definitely. Like definitely is one. First captain. Throw, yeah. Yep. Go. I'll throw out Roger Torres. That's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I think Ray has to be another one. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's. I guess he's. He is. Yeah, I I say that he's also like kind of a club legend. I know a senior would be too. And the other guy, I guess they're all kind of club legends. But like, right? Yeah, yeah. Ray yeah, I feel like Ray is the highest as far or like closest to like that boundary of club legend versus folk legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about Keon Daniel? Okay, maybe. That's, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ooh, Barnetta? Maybe. Eh, maybe. Okay. okay. How about Alberg? Does Alberg fall into that? Yeah, maybe too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Um, is there anyone on the team right now? How about a like Zach Pfeffer? I guess, yeah. Yeah. And maybe I feel like maybe Fontana could be in that kind of role. Because mm-hmm. he had like, you know, some big highlights and was, you know, an exciting player in when in his moments. Yeah. Like a Hapano. Mac there you Turner. go. That happened. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So right now, who on the team is most likely to join that club of folk hero? Hmm. That's a good question. Cause I feel like all these guys are so like solid that it's like less of like a unique, like, I don't know. Uh huh. It maybe could be like Corey Burke. If he like makes like gets like a hat trick in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and he's yeah, he's I kind could, of like I, a, like been like a, a a union guy for a bit, but not like the union guy, but like is always kind of around and sticks with the club, and, and he really, really seems to love the club. So I feel like that kind of factors into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was almost gonna say like if a Carranza has like a solid year, but then like moves on or something, mm-hmm. or uh, if like like flock what if he like has another solid year and goes back to like germany or something yeah um yeah i feel like like there's a couple even like glesness i feel like could almost fill or fit into that spot where it's like that's true with his bangers yeah yeah yeah, he's Mm -hmm. got this like legendary moments but he's a center back and like center backs just never get their due yeah Um, that that might be the one i think that's that's a good call yeah well i think that's a fun impromptu conversation we just had <laughs> yeah that was fun and speaking of glesness we we just surpassed the two-year anniversary of uh the goal that ended the world yeah, um that was it that was that was and side note great transition thank you um <laughs> but man less great oh, we had to point it out but yeah no yeah it, it's worth um you know, we got to point out quality when we have quality on the pod. <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so oh, what a game. Like, <laughs> legendary game. 
LAFC union going out there. Uh, just the thing I'm most jealous of is when Glesnes scores, the camera pans to a couple union fans in the stands who are just like shocked. I'm like, man, to have been at that game. That, yeah, that would have been wild. Would have been such a cool. I mean, it's 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 got to be one of the all time union union games. Um, and yeah, two year anniversary. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of like a less cool callback to two years ago. San Jose would have been the the opponent uh, after that game that like you know was the first game that got canceled of the whole shutdown of the world. So kind of wild and, and kind of interesting that that's kind of like almost to the day of two year anniversary that we are planning playing San Jose uh, at home. Yeah, that is. It's less fun, but that's it is interesting. Uh, like, and and you know, I think that's why that's why we make a good uh, podcast here. I'm the fun one. <laughs> You're the one who reminds us of. I'll, I'll bring everything down. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All um, right. All right. Uh, what else do we got? We got we got a game versus San Jose. Obviously, Montero's not going to be playing. Um, side note. Uh, if you're on Twitter and you saw me pretend to put a bet on them, um, I'm not actually betting on Montero <laughs> to score this weekend. But thank you for the interactions on Twitter. Uh, it should just be a, it should just be a disclaimer that never take us seriously on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but appreciate the interactions. Yeah, um, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> Always great. Um, but yeah, uh, follow me for better, more betting advice. Carranza <laughs> and Montero to score this weekend. Um, Let's see. Uh, also, got a shout out um, uh, on the Brother of the Game podcast uh, channel feed. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Lister has a talk with a guy from the, uh, Penn State. Also, Joe's a Penn Stater, um, and they talk. And he's a San Jose fan, so they gonna go through what San Jose is like. Kind of talks about Almeida as a coach, and um, kind of interesting, just kind of to hear a san jose take on the team um yeah it's it's a good you know kind of preview for this game and uh it's something that should be relatively frequently happening for each of these union games uh like joe matt ralph our our, our buddy zach are going to be contributing to these kind of like previews and and talking to uh fans or media members of that follow the our, our upcoming opponents to, to give us a little preview of those games so it's, it's a cool little thing that you'll you'll get right on this relative game podcast feed yeah matt told joe that every week he has to run around campus trying to find a fan of every mls team who <laughs> we're playing so um he found a san jose fan um that's, that was, that's probably a tough pull yeah but joe joe's fast he, he's got some he's, he's quick he's a quick dude um but yeah, uh, yeah, San Jose, they've got some players. They've got some experienced players. They've got some young players. Uh, Kate Cal, stud, uh, probably going to be in Europe soon. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I announced it to everyone, but I will be there this weekend. Oh yeah. Um, applause break. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, they've got Calvo. They just came off a very exciting game against Columbus where they were down a man but came back to um, tie it 3-3 despite being down a man and down two goals. So they've got some momentum within the team. 
it's tough traveling across the country. This is their first road game of the season. Uh, yeah, we have no Carranza, obviously, but you uh, should. We assume he would start. Um, yeah, so pretty much man marking system. Uh, a little bit of a press going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to add? Oh, yeah, I just think with with Yura, um, Yula, uh, Curtin said before the Montreal game that he was about like 60 minutes fit. Um, so mm-hmm. I think going into the San Jose game, he should be a pretty, uh, it should be, should be assumed that he, he could start, especially with Carranza being out. Um, so I, I think that that should be, that's just exciting to see him get the start and see more, more out of him. But I think with this man marking system that San Jose is playing, I think that should bode well for him because he's with his speed and pace, he should be able to stretch that defense, stretch those defenders and, and get behind them pretty pretty easily and that's why you know maybe santos is also a guy that that uh would be a good good one to choose to start with with yua and that they could just really stretch this defense stretch that main marking system and and uh you know find those spaces and it could be a pretty effective game for us and hopefully we get a lot of goals out of it um because yeah san jose like yeah they have that momentum but they're they're not really exactly a great team and almeida's a coach that doesn't seem to be super thrilled to be there uh, based off of the comments he's been making. So it's a team that we should be able to beat and beat confidently, I would say. I, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I feel like the coaching, <laughs> I feel like there are very contrasting coaching positions right now, whereas Jim Curtin is like through and through Philly blood runs through him or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And Almeida's like, I have 10 months left until I'm out. Right. Yeah. He was like when uh, he made a comment on Hector Herrera siding with Houston. And then um, Almeida was like, oh, it must be nice for their coach. And because uh, they, they seemed to actually care over there. I was like, geez, how is this guy still the job if he can make comments like this? So I'm sure yeah. his day is a number. And maybe, maybe the union will, will pick up their, their old trend of beating a team so badly that their, their coach gets fired the next week. So, you know. Good call. Good call. Yeah, we could we could hope, but you know, we'll see what happens. I wonder if I can bet on those odds that uh, <laughs> Almeida will be fired. Yeah, probably. All right. Um, before we get to our weekend bets, uh, I do want to give a shout out to another friendly podcast, Z Soccer Podcast, hosted by Julian Gressel and former Philadelphia Union star player, nicknamed the Cheese. Uh, Fabian Herbers. Fabian Herbers on two podcasts ago was asked if he was able to get Iguain's jersey. He said, F that guy and talked about his poor body language and all that kind of crap. Um, all true, all true. But it like blew up. Uh, Bleacher Report posted it, like all kinds of outlets were posting it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, like. I love the podcast because it's very relaxed. Just two guys talking like almost with as good a chemistry as you and me. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just cool that he used to be in Philly. Uh, now he plays with Casper. They had Casper on, had a great conversation, loved hearing Casper talking about his uh, time with Philly and all. Um, they're friends with uh, Kai Wagner. Um, but yeah, just I just wanted to give them a shout out because it was <laughs> – so all that blew up after he said F Iguain. Um, and this week was kind of like the podcast after it all blew up. And he pretty much was just like, 
I mean, I said what I said. That's my opinion. And Julian Gressel was like, no, yeah, I pretty much agree. I'll back you up on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny how like universally people are agreeing with. Yeah. With Herbers and no one's defending you, Guyin. Because it's so clear that like it's true what he's saying. And he said even Miami fans are reaching out to him and saying, Yeah, we agree. (laughs) It's like it's like, oh man. And and then Miami goes out and backs it up with a five one loss to Austin. So There you go. uh, yeah, there you go. Um but just as a slight connection of podcasts and Philadelphia Union guys and guys nicknamed Cheese. Um, before we get to our predictions, uh, I think people have been listening this whole time to find out what bets we have going for the weekend. So last weekend, I made a 50-cent bet to try to win $7,000. I fell short by about six different games, but, you know, <laughs> YOLO, we ride again. Uh, Luke, do you have any MLS bets you're looking for this weekend? So right now, I just have one for the Union game. Um, so I, I could save it because it kind of uh, relates to my prediction. Okay. So you tell me your 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 MLS predictions or bets. Okay, so uh just you know, take this as you will, tail if you want. Um I put together a little parlay here. It's only 10 te- 10 10 picks. Uh a dollar to win 560. Not bad. Pretty likely to happen. NYC FC to beat Montreal, uh Columbus to beat Toronto, LAFC to beat Miami. All those seem like super easy picks. Like, I might just make a little parlay, but I went big. I think Seattle and LA Galaxy will tie. Orlando City will beat Cincinnati. Again, nothing nothing crazy I'm betting here. The Revs beating Real Salt Lake. DC United beat the Fire. Union to beat San Jose. Uh, Dallas and Nashville to draw because Nashville draws all the time. Um, Atlanta to beat Charlotte because, well, Charlotte can't win. And, uh, yeah. That's my 10-pick parlay. I think I think it's a, despite being 10 picks, I think I've got a decent shot at, you know, probably winning it. I'm yeah. not going to bet that money, you know. Lock it down. Yeah, that's good. It's great. Lock, lock it in. Yeah, put a hundo on it. Boom. Hundo pennies. That's what I did. Boom. All right, what do you got? Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll lead to transition to our predictions because this is basically what my prediction is going to be is so i have a, a same game parlay for the union san jose game so it's a, i got the union winning uh no to both teams scoring so it's you know just the union are going to be scoring so it's gonna be a shutout and i have over 1.5 goals so that's a five dollar bet to win 1850 and so i my basically that's basically what i'm saying my prediction is going to be a 2-0 union win gotcha Okay, two zero Union win, and I'm putting money on it. In. What'd you say? And I'm putting money on it. Nice. Uh, so we yeah, we won't put bets out here if we don't put money on them. There you go. We're not like those other. I don't know. I don't know this other podcast that they bet. Uh, there you go. We're falling apart here. All um, right, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three zero Union Euro with a brace. You are with a brace. And um, I'm going to get Aronson. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. And you know why I'm going to pick Aronson? I'm just going to announce it right now. That's the jersey I'm going to get. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to get an Aronson. I, I really like the name Aronson. And I've got, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think it's all the A's. There's a lot of A's in that, a lot of vowels in the name. Okay. But I've got Brendan's 
Union. I've got Brendan's Red Bull, which I've yet to wear. And uh, yeah, I feel like I need to get Paxton's. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, my, so my goals will come from you uh, and I'll go with another homegrown. I'll go McGlynn. Nice. All right. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. Kyle um, from Twitter, I need to find you before the game on Saturday and give you your <laughs> prize back from last season. I have it. Um, so if you're if you're listening to me, message me and tell me where you are. And uh, cool. So, guys, thanks for listening. This was a fun pod, despite Luke being on it. Thanks for coming. Congrats again to Zach for his big media mayhem win. And I will see you on Saturday, and Luke will too. Thanks for listening. Keep being good people. There you go. Union goal!